Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the Pokey Minute. It is the 2nd of April, 2017, and I am joined here with my co-hosts. Me, Ami, and Emma. I'm working on my top 10 right now. <laughs> yes, she is currently working on her top 10 list, which it is the first Sunday of the month, and that is our top 10 list. So this week, Emma is going to pre- present hers a little later on in the show. But first, we are going to go to our Pokemon news. I mean, what's the Pokemon news song? Fairy, 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 go. Okay, Pokemon news. All right, we have a couple items to talk about this week. Pokemon Go just finished off their big water event, and they released some numbers about how many Pokemon, or especially water Pokemon, are caught. Um, and I guess it was a big success. So, Ami, they released the number of how many Magikarp were caught. And if you had to guess, how many Magikarp were pe- did people catch within the last week during the water event? Two million. A lot more than that. Emma, how many How many do you think? Um, um, 600 million? You are actually really close. The official number was... 589 million Magikarp were caught during the event. That is a lot of Magikarp. And I luckily got one of the shinies. I've seen a couple other shinies in our local area on the gyms. So it's kind of neat. And um, by all means, the event was a huge success. So hopefully Pokemon Go has some more events like this come summertime. So it gets people out there and tries to get them to catch some of those Pokemon that they might not be able to get so often. So the other piece of news we have is on Pokemon Sun and Moon. Right now there is currently the fifth global mission going on, and it is for catching over 200,000 eggs. But I guess the target has already been hatched. Like the global population already hatched over 200,000 eggs, so they made an extra target, 400,000 eggs. And I guess you get a whole bunch of bonus stuff. So... Um, for those that are fans of Pokemon Go, get on there, or not Pokemon Go, Pokemon Sun and Moon, get on there, uh, go to the um, event castle, and get enrolled in the event and had some eggs. I guess there's some really good stuff that is that is uh, being released, yeah. Nice. I want some. Yeah, well, I guess you get, um, if you help hatch eggs... I guess you get uh, festival coins that you can use to purchase more in-game stuff, like really kind of neat costumes and and other items for your Pokemon to hold. Um, And on to our next piece of news. Now, Ami, as you know, the Pokemon company has been doing a lot of kind of uh, outreach and doing a lot of new stuff. Um, I mean, Pokemon Sun and Moon just launched and Pokemon Go launched before that. Um, you know, in Japan, they have a lot of neat kind of uh, Pokemon-related stuff, right? I mean, we flew on the Pokemon jet one time when we were in Japan, right? Yes. So, um, yesterday, Pokemon, or the Pokemon company, decided to uh, release a new product. What do you think that product is? The Magiana catting? No, this was that. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But what if it was a new product that you wouldn't think Pokemon would come out with. Something that everyone needs and everyone wears. What do you think it is? Clothes? 
It is a specific piece of clothes. What if I showed you a picture? You ready? Wow. What is it? A Machamp clothes running thing. Is it Machamp wearing a pair of boxer shorts? Yeah. It's men's underwear, and the spokesperson is Machamp. And I'll put a link to the article, but I guess he is the spokesperson for the new underwear. What do you think, Emma? Is this a good idea? No. Why do you think this is a bad idea? Because how is he having four hands? What's Machamp? He has four hands. But how is the person having four hands? Oh, like if a real person wore it? Well, they're underwear. You don't need to have two arms to wear underwear. That makes sense. I mean, what if I told you this is an April Fool's joke? No, we are believing. It is an April Fool's joke from the Pokemon Company. I'm glad. <laughs> like, um, like it says, you know, first of uh, April, you can't trust anything you see on the internet. So, well, that is the end of our Pokemon news segment this week. Yeah, that's it. I don't have much more news. Magiana. <laughs> we'll talk about her next. Because we do not have a sun and moon this week, because there's something going on in Japan, and uh, episode 20 isn't going to air until next week, we are not going to have any spoiler-free review. Instead, we're going to have a different topic of discussion. We'll have two roundtables while Emma still works on her list. Um, this roundtable is actually about the Sun and Moon video game that Ami is currently clicking away playing. What are you doing there? I was getting all the like mushroom thinking. Are they little snacks for the Pokemon? Yeah. Mm. So along with Sun and Moon, they do a lot of special events. We already talked about the egg hatching one, but they also have a lot of neat kind of QR code scanning ones. And which one did we just do today? Magiana. The Magirna one, right? Magiana. So how does she look? Does she look pretty cool? Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, Sun and Moon, the video game. Yes, yes, yes. So how's your progress going? What is what is the sort of storyline in the video game? What actually kind of... Give us a quick rundown of what happened. Uh, I had too much. I know it's a lot to think about, but basically the concept is you're on the first island, you meet up with the individuals, and it, instead of it really having like a gym on the island, you had to beat the... Guardian. No, no, no. Like, only the... Pokemon, not gym leaders, and then you get a um, stone that's this stone. Okay, but then how do you fight the the main battle at the end? How do you go to like the Elite Four and all that other stuff? Is there still gyms in this one? Yeah, yeah. There's gyms. Uh, there's some gyms. There's not some gyms. I don't know how to say it, but there's gym leaders that come to the elite four that you need to beat without hearing your Pokemon. Mm, just like every other Pokemon game, you get to the elite four and you got to battle all four of them in one sitting. Like you can't go back to the Pokemon Center and heal up and that kind of stuff. But you can use potions and whatnot. Yeah, but you need to buy a lot. Mm-hmm. And then after you beat the game, there's a lot of post-ending stuff that you can do, right? That's what you're doing right now? Mm-hmm. And so, how you get to the Magana place, I think you go to the first island, and there's like a supermarket thing right next to Pokemon, uh, 
Oh, is it the Pokemon, uh, Poke Center? And then you go in. You go up the stairs. You turn. Right. Right. And go to the last door. And then talk to the yellow guy. And there's a guy with a striped shirt. He's the delivery man, and he has a delivery for you. And it is Magirna. Hopefully they do more of these kind of events. These are kind of fun. They just give you a special mythical Pokemon from previous games. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I know when the game first came out, there was an opportunity to get the Ash Greninja if you played the demo. Which you did play the demo, but... Again, you're playing it in Japanese, so it's hard for me to figure out how to do some of this stuff. So I think we missed out on him. And we missed out on the Munchlax. Shall we? <laughs> it's all right. But, I mean, it's whatever you enjoy, right? Mm-hmm. It's easier to read it because I can't really read English. Well, your English is getting better. And I guess that's it for this roundtable discussion. I am going to pause it for now, and we are going to see how Emma is doing on her list. <laughs> And welcome back. It is time for our Pokemon Roundtable. And since it is the first Sunday of the month, we are doing a top 10 list. And this time the top 10 list is created by Emma. So Emma, what is your top 10 list about this week? Fairy type. Fairy type. And why did you pick fairy type? Because fairy type is my favorite type. And they're super strong against dragon. Yes. And dragon is very strong about every type. (laughs) <laughs> sure it is. So, Emma, what does this list entail? Is it just based on aesthetics, or is it based on like how powerful they are in battle? How powerful they are and how cute they are. Mm-hmm, I see. So, without further ado, let's get to your list. Do you want to start at number 10 and work down, or do you want to talk about your honorable mentions first? Uh, what is honorable mentions? A couple that didn't make the list, but you still think that are really nice. Uh, my honorable... No, no, no. I want to start from my top 10 list. Okay, so what is number 10? Number 10 is Torpy. Hey, Emma, you got to talk into the mic. Number 10 is Togepi. Togepi, he's a Gen 2. How, why did you pick Togepi? Because, like, it's so cute and it's still in its eggs. It's like it's still hatching. Togepi is super duper cute. All right, who's your number nine? Nine is Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff's singing just first to sleep and it's very easy to make them better. Ah, so Jigglypuff has a great ability that when he sings, he puts them to sleep and then you can beat them up when they're sleeping, huh? Yes, yes. Okay, and he's super cute. What about number eight? Number eight is Maguna. Oh, so you're pulling a new one, huh? Yes. Why? Um, it's because that it's like very strong and it's very cute. Either way, and Magiona has a big, powerful flower beam that I think is very amazing. And she's very cute either way. She kind of looks like a robot rabbit, huh? Yes. And they say that she's been built like like 100 gazillion years ago. It's a really long time ago. Yes. 
<laughs> All right. Who's your number seven? Number seven is Swirlix. Swirlix? Yes. And why do you like Swirlix so much? It's because it's cuter than... Slowpuff. Okay, and that's the only reason? No. And it has cottage food that might be very amazing that it turns into dust no to cotton store like cotton candy it is good events to keep them to stay oh i see what you mean so he uses it like a lure to keep the pokemon close by so that way they can follow up with an attack yes i get it what about your number six Number six, Mimic. Mimikyu? Yeah, Mimikyu. What do you think is so cute about Mimikyu? That even if it's a ghost fairy type, or electric, whichever one it is, it can use electric moves and ghost moves. I think it's a ghost fairy type. I'm pretty sure it's a ghost fairy type. But it's pretty amazing that it can use electric moves too. Maybe because it's copying Pikachu. Yeah. All right, who's your number five? Number five, Mega Deontay. So you went with a Mega this time. What what is so special about Mega Deontay besides being a Mega Evolution? It is cute, cuter than Deontay for sure, but they look like the same, but it's so cute. Just cute. It's cuter when it's making the diamonds, too. Oh, yeah. She definitely is a cute-looking Pokemon. It almost looks like she has a really long pink dress on. Yes. And number four? Number four is Flabebe. <laughs> you almost sound surprised. Flabebe is very cute, but... Um, it's like amazing that it needs its own flower type. Yeah, there is four different types of flabebes, huh? Yes. Oh, oh, I'm being corrected by Ami. What was that? Five. There's a blue one, yellow one, red one, white one, and I think there's a pink one, I think. I thought there was like a real special like dark one too, but there's only one of them. Yeah, dark. Mm. Shiny. Oh, that's just a shiny one. So anyways, Flabebe is really cute in that she has a flower. Yes. Number three? Number three is... Um, it looks like Kirira. Yes, Kirira. It's so cute, and it's amazing that it's very psychic. Ah, okay, which kind of brings us into number two, which is... Mega... Gardevoir. Oh, doesn't um somebody in X and Y have a Mega Gardevoir? Yes, she does. Who is it? I was... Ami, do you know? Um, 
a girl that was in the Magana movie. She um had a um blue Gardevoir and it evolved into a black Mega Gardevoir. Oh, but isn't an X and Y the the previous champion? Oh, um, what was it? Um, I forgot her name. I did too, but I can picture her. She wears like a white outfit, right? She kind of has like a purplish, bluish colored hair. Like yellow, like gold. I don't know. Okay, so why do you like why do you like this mega so much? Because it's like when it's shiny, that it's like um wearing a dress. That is black for status day able, and when it's normal, it's wearing a wedding dress for this day able. Wow, that's really uh, really interesting, huh? Diantha was her name. Yeah, Diantha. And then, do you want to say your number one, or do you want to say honorable mentions? Who didn't make the list? Who didn't make the list? It was the Denae. Oh, the lightning fairy type, huh? Yes, and Deontay. Oh, and the standard Deontay didn't make the list. Yes. And uh, the other ones just nudged those ones out, huh? Top 10 one is Wigglybuff. Wigglybuff or Igglybuff? Wigglybuff. Or Poopoo in Japanese, huh? Poopity. Ah, that's right. And why do you like him so much? It's because... Cute, and it has the same thing as Jigglypuff that I can sing, but they say that's that's terrible. But after she sings, she needs to take goggles out of the water, fresh water. Oh, because she has to soothe her cute little throat. Yes. What about her head? What's so special about her head? Her her, her swallower. What about it? She is a little swirly on her forehead. Yes, it's so cute. That's so cute about her. <laughs> so your number one is just because she's super cute, huh? Yes. Well, that is Emma's top ten list. What I will do is I will put it in the description of the podcast where she ranked her her top ten. And if you have any uh, suggestions or comments about this list, feel free to email us at the uh, email address listed in the description. And with that, we are going to go to the Pokey Closer. All right, welcome back. And this is our final segment, the Pokey Closer, where I read the Pokemon of the Week off of Cerebalnet. I am probably mispronouncing it, but who cares? We also have two special guests with us this week. So let me read the description who this week's Pokemon is. And it is Clawitzer. Clawitzer, the Howitzer Pokemon. By expelling water from the nozzle in the back of its claw, it can move at speeds of 60 knots. Their enormous claw launches cannonballs of water powerful enough to pierce tanker hulls. So what do you think about that?
Oh, um, just in case you didn't know who our guest was, it is Poopading, one of the t- the number one on Emma's Pokemon list. So, what do you think about this Pokemon? Does he look pretty tough? Yeah. <laughs> Are you scared? Ah, Clawitzer really showed his strength in the uh, XYZ, the, some of the final battles. I think it was the top three, top four, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Ah, Oswald, so this is a water type, so you should know all about him, huh? Ah, I see, I see. Hmm, he sounds pretty powerful. Are you, do you think you can beat him in battle? Ah, ah, ah. All right. And Poopoo, what do you think? Do you think you could beat him in battle? No. With a scream like that, I think you would probably pierce his ears and be able to knock him out. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the episode this week. I know it's a short one, but that's because we didn't have a review. So um, until next week, what do you guys have to say? Thanks for listening. See you next time. Assy, 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 assy. See you guys next week. <laughs>